Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> Hey, what's up, ladies? So today I'm going to show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high-value woman that men will never want to leave? You're smart, you're sexy, you're confident, and you still make mistakes. It's all good. Coming up, a year and a half ago, she says she was fat, broke, and miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do it? Hi, Delia. Hi, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back, week four of Land Your Man. I can't believe it. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it either, but I'm so excited because we're we're legit. We Are have we? a review on iTunes. We have a review. Girl, believe it. Somebody loves us, gave us five stars. Should I read what they said? I guess so. I'm not going to stop you. I want to read what they said because oh, it's okay. so nice. Okay. When I, when I decided to do a podcast, this kind of review is what I dreamt of. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't dream of anything. <laughs> I only dreamt of the praise that would follow. And this I specifically is what... wanted to just ignore any reviews, bad or good. I that's what I, I dreamt of. So. You specifically don't want to hear the review, but I am going to share it with our listeners. If you would like to mute or take off your headphones now, you can. Oh, but just I'm go gonna... grab a snack. Yeah. <laughs> go get some cheese and crackers. It's all good. Um, this is what our listener who gave us five stars on iTunes has to say. It's all about the chemistry. The hosts are incredible. The chemistry between Carla and Delia is so on point. As a single woman who absolutely identifies as both being hilarious and also entirely overwhelmed by the dating scene, this podcast is my jam. Episode two and getting to hear their dating experiences through Hinge, didn't even know that was a thing, is so relatable. I look forward to more frontline dating encounters. You ladies are awesome. I mean, right? We can retire. <laughs> That's it. I can quit my job. Um, yeah. Can I can I throw some honesty at you? I hate honesty. <laughs> I heard it's the cornerstone of good relationships, so I just <laughs> want I just want to well, go ahead and put that out there. Whatever. Um, that's what my friend it? Courtney. Okay, fine. Courtney, I don't know my her friend from Courtney. Adam. That's true. You don't know her. I don't think you've ever met her. Which is weird, because she's been my friend since we were 15, but... Which makes this a totally legitimate review with... Oh, no, she totally... Because, like, she also is a proponent of honesty, and so <laughs> she <laughs> she would not give a review that she didn't 100% back up. But, yes, that's well, my friend Courtney listening to us and loving it. So I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Thank you, Courtney. Means yeah. the world. Seriously, girl. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for putting it out there for all the world to see. I really appreciate that because that's how you grow and that's how people find out about us. So we really, really appreciate your kind words. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Um, you are. I am. I'm getting emotional. I'm a very, I am an emotional creature. You are. So um, tell me about your week. What happened this week? 
What happened this week? Well, I went out on a second date. Oh my God, you're such a and dater. And it did not go well. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not good. I mean, it happens. Why you did know? it not go well? What happened? Well, so he's a nice enough dude. Okay. We have some things in common. Okay, he's a nice enough dude. <laughs> nice enough dude. Okay. Pretty easy okay. to talk to. I wasn't feeling like, you know, the, the, boop, boop, the, like, butterflies, the stars. Yeah. Okay. I Chemistry. think. He, I love sparks. Yes. I think he was. So it's weird, I think, when somebody, because it's happened where I've felt the spark and, like, the other person hasn't. So I know what it's yeah. like being on, you know, the, <laughs> mm, the uh-uh end of this. <laughs> um Yes, girl, you and me both. I know too. Too well. So we we went out and he suggested kind of a place outside, which was cool. Like I had never been there before in Vegas. And we're walking around. And one of the things that he said during our first meeting was that he learned that I was a writer and that he wanted to write with me. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, like. This is your second date. This is our second date. Okay. So I, you know, clarifying, as any good writer would do, (laughs) um, do you mean, like, writing next to each other, or do you mean, like, writing, like, together, like a a project? (laughs) And he's like, whatever. So fast forward to the date, and we sit down, and, you know, we brought our notebooks, so I was prepared, and we kind of get our notebooks out to write. And he's like, well, I want to write something with you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what does that look like for you? Um, (laughs) And he said, well, I'll write a sentence and then pass my notebook to you and you write a sentence and then pass it back and I write a And I'm like, this is like the most torturous game of creative tennis because here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I'm horrified (laughs) right now. I'm horrified i don't write with people i don't right some people they are able to do that most of the writing partnerships though that i'm aware of they've been writing together years like years and years right or maybe even known each other years and years and so this made me wildly uncomfortable wildly uncomfortable because writing for me is a sacred practice. Yeah. And that's where I, that's my own space. Like that's my place to center myself, my place of worship, everything. Like I can literally there. see the anger on your face at just the sheer nerve of him asking you to do this. <laughs> well, and like part of it was too, I told him, like, I I don't do that. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's kind of like having sexual boundaries. Like, I don't do butt sex. I don't write with other people. Like, right, that's right, just, right. I got rules. Now, um, I think you do butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another time and place, girl. Uh, but I tease. I tease. I kid. I tease. I jest. You, you set me up. <laughs> I totally did. I totally did. But we all have boundaries. Yeah, and of when somebody informs you of their boundaries, the thing to do, the polite thing, 
is to not cross them. Right. Just be like, okay. Respect the boundary. Yeah, let's just sit next to each other and write. Like, I'll write something and maybe we can read it to each other and then see where it goes from there. Right, totally. But writing is such an intimate part of who I am. Yeah. And sharing it with people, I mean, it takes a while. So I was kind of horrified and completely turned off, like, at that point. (laughs) Yeah. And there was still like an hour and some change left of the date. Oh, my God. So there won't be a third date. Oh, bye, guy. Bye, writing partner guy. Yeah. So I'm just like, no. that's too bad. That's too bad. Because he probably thought he was creating a fun activity for the two of you. He didn't know that it would be the death of him. I don't think he knew. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, like, there was some, well, he did mention he wanted to, like, get me out of my comfort zone. It's like, yeah, like. You're like, well, I'm here, so. Yeah, (laughs) and I understand, like, sure, and there's other ways to get me out of my comfort zone. Not that way. Yeah. (laughs) Not that way at all in the slightest. Right. No, I get it. That's, I can understand, because I know you, and I know what it takes for you to sit down and kind of put your guts out there like that and to share it with someone you don't know that well or to share it at all is kind of a like pretty intimate thing so you fucked up dude next yeah sorry sorry guy sorry bro sorry guy well that's a bummer i'm sorry to hear that yeah because to me if he said oh i want to do this and you said oh i'm not it's not really something and you kind of went along with him that was nice of you to do that but if he doesn't respect your boundaries that soon into something, then that's not gonna it's not gonna work. That's out. not a great foreshadowing of what may be to come. No, no. So all right, well, you live and you learn. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. So, and I've been you know on the app. I'm chatting with a few different fellas. Girl, there seems you're to be like out there. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be a few like. There's like a lag time almost. Or maybe they're just not responding to me. Uh, And I'm going to call it a lag time in quotes. Yeah. I haven't haven't officially deleted it. I just stopped looking at it. But I have gotten a few hits. I've gotten a few little like, oh, you know, like they liked your picture or whatever. And then when I... If I do interact, then nothing. I don't get anything back. No message, no acknowledgement. So, as I had said, I'm just not in the place. So, I'm still not in the place. And, uh, which is working out for me because apparently no one else is either. (laughs) (laughs) No one is in the place. We're going to close this place down. Is in the same place as the place that I'm in at the same time. So, so far, so good. <laughs> um, although... Well, in like any app, too, like it kind of goes off of your zip code, right? So right. I think like I've noticed anyway, this past weekend in Las Vegas was EDC, Electric Daisy Carnival. Okay. And just, you know, j- judging pictures, um, it looked like quite <laughs> a few of the dudes on there this weekend were uh-huh. on their way to the show. So, Got it. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they all are resident. So it's difficult to tell, like, 
if they actually like reside here or not. Right. So. Right. They're like on their way to buy some Molly. Let's meet up. Because <laughs> that's exactly what's going on at that thing. You don't have to tell me what's up. I know what's up. Uh, I did have a funny experience, though, that I think you'll get a kick out of. I oh, Lay it on me, sister. So I was on Match.com a long time ago, probably like nine months ago, and I did the upgraded account. I had started chatting with a guy who, he, you know, he looked handsome. He was bald, big blue eyes, um, had a profile that in retrospect he probably paid someone to, to write the profile for him. Because um, you can do that. You can pay people to write your profile. Okay, so how do I get that job? I'll do that writing job. I don't know, girl, but you'd be good at it. But I think it is an abomination to have someone write your profile. I can Cyrano de Bergerac that up. I'm all about it. You could kill it. You would make For those of you who have seen the movie version, Roxanne with Steve Martin. (laughs) That has one of my favorite lines ever because, so, he goes over to her house to see her. Uh Uh-huh. And... He, she's inside and she, he says something and she, she's avoiding him. She won't talk to him and she walks outside and she's like, what did you say? And he said something like, come outside or you're leaving. Why? What did you think I said? And she says, I thought you said you earned more sessions by sleeping. And then she goes, <laughs> fuck. I, fuck, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Steve Martin is... So much hotter to me. He's so much hotter to me than Rick Rossovich was in that movie because. Oh, is that the name of the dude? Yeah, that's the name of the dude. He was also in Top Gun. Hello. He's he's beautiful, but I just think I just think that funny men, men who make me laugh, men who are witty and oh god, oh Oh, yeah, forget about it. I love it. I love it. So, any hoot. So this guy was on match and we we shared a few messages and then he just disappeared he just fell off so i i stopped trying to contact him so then this past weekend he found me on facebook and he messaged me and added me as a friend and he was like hey um I, i saw your profile we have a mutual friend um i think you're gorgeous i'd love to get to know you and I said, oh, thank you so much. That's really sweet. Um, and we started chatting, just chit-chat, you know. Mm-hmm. Some um, small talk. Some small talk. It was fine. It was going back and forth. Uh, but he was like, he said a few like little weird things. Like he's like, um, I'm not really looking for anything casual. I really want to get to know someone. So I was like, okay, tell me more. Talk more. And then he's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> What are what are you looking for? And I said, Well, right now I'm really not looking for anything. I'm kind of I'm kind of just looking for me. I'm I'm taking a some me time. And he said, uh, Well, that sounds great. Um, I have my fireplace lit in my townhome in Mission Valley, and I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's co- sounds cozy. Um, <laughs> Is that like a euphemism for something like? <laughs> Right? I'm like, oh, your fireplace is lit. Oh, right. Okay. Um, no, but so he said that. And then after he told me he wasn't looking for anything casual. So I'm like, 
okay, this guy's a weirdo. So then he says, I say, hey, how do you know Lisa, who's a mutual friend of ours? And he's like, well, maybe through an event or a conference, but I don't really like to talk about people. I don't like to gossip about people behind their back. And I was like, did he misunderstand oh, the question that you asked? I don't know, but he took it to a place that I could not recover from, and I walked away gracefully. Interesting. So what meaning, was, meaning you deleted him and scorched earth? Like. That's right. <laughs> I blocked him and deleted him. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, weirdo? No. I, I just simply asked you how you, you know, we have a mutual friend. How, how do you know her? But there's nothing, like, weird about that. I'm not gossiping. I'm not trying to talk about anybody. I just wanted to know. I just thought it was a weird response. It kind of gave me some insight into the fact that he's probably a sociopath. So I deleted <laughs> I went ahead and said no for my health. Yeah. Call it jumping to conclusions. Call it self-protection. Whatever. Next. Well, as we talked about last week with intuition. Yeah, I totally. Think. You know, you no, feel something immediately in your gut and bingo, bango. It immediately gave block me. Block deleted. <laughs> yeah. It immediately gave me a weird feeling and I didn't like it. Plus the fact that I didn't bring up the match.com connection, but the fact that we had talked there and we had had conversations there and that he never brought that up or followed through. I just thought that that was weird. So was his fireplace also <sighs> lit on match.com? <laughs> Girl, you don't even want to know what was lit on Match.com. <laughs> but speaking of intuition, following mm-hmm. your gut. Uh, so this week's book, um, which I'm excited to share, is The Tao of Dating, which I told you about last week. Yes. It's The Smart Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible by Dr. Ali Benazir. MD. Well, I'm a smart woman. You um, are a smart woman, so this, this guide is your is guide specifically for me. <laughs> I feel like you're already mostly irresistible. This is a guide of how to be absolutely irresistible. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you can always kick it up a notch. Yeah, totally. If Food Network has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that That's I can right. kick it up a notch. Taking it to the next level, girl. So I looked up the definition of Dow. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the Dow Jones, okay? I'm talking about <laughs> spiritual Dow. Okay. Could you imagine the Dow of dating? <laughs> Mine's in the shitter. <laughs> How to invest your capital for... <laughs> I feel like this is a book you need to write. Oh, yeah. I, I know so much about investing my, my money. That's a great <laughs> idea. So I invest my money in pizza and cats. So I could totally kill it. (laughs) That's my portfolio. (laughs) You want to see my Dow Jones? (laughs) Gross. Hey, there's another. Keep your Dow Jones in your pants, girl. If a guy ever says, do you want to see my Dow Jones? I think you and I both know what he's talking about. I think so. Yeah, Same thing as my fireplace is lit. Wink, wink. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's, we have to focus. So, yes, the um, definition of Tao 
the Tao is the unconditional and unknowable source and guiding principle of all reality as conceived by Taoists, or B, the process of nature by which all things change and which is to be followed for a life of harmony. That was brought to you by Miriam Webster. So, Thanks, Miriam. Thank you, Miriam and Webster. Uh, so, yeah, so this book kind of attacks dating. Well, that's probably a wrong word because I was just about to say from a spiritual approach, but <laughs> you attacking attack. from a spiritual yeah. approach. The last one we were kind of like, we were like at war. So we were Spartans at war. And now we're trying to be yin and yang. That's what we're trying to be, Delia. He's teaching us. Yeah, so he's teaching us that. So some of the things that are important in a good relationship is a balance of yin, which is femininity, and yang, which is masculinity. So in order to attract your masculine counterpart, you need to embrace your yin. So so I'm listening because I... You know, I do the audiobook in my car because I'm in my car a lot driving. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm listening to this guy and he he narrates the book, which is nice because you kind of I think when an author narrates their own book, you get a better sense of where they're coming from and what they're trying. Well, yeah, to... And what they meant by stuff. They, you know. Well, right. Exactly. What they're trying to convey, because like that last one, that guy reading that book sounded literally like a murderer so. i can't i i'm still like flummoxed on that wasn't it horrible wasn't yeah, it, it was horrible it was um, real bad okay so uh this guy he has a website which is the doubtofdating.com and i was impressed okay. because when i first listened to this book i was kind of like he seemed uh it seemed very like freshman it seemed very kind of I'm going to make this as easy as possible. I'm going to communicate this in the easiest way that I can to make people understand what I am saying. <laughs> um and and I initially thought you know what I always think and why we're here is how are you qualified to tell me how to, how to do have this. a relationship? Yeah, like what what makes you so, you know, qualified? Well, in fact, this guy actually is qualified. He has um, an unbelievable education. Some of the stuff we might call a little woo-woo, but nevertheless, <laughs> he he has he does have a background. And uh, in his own, which I really appreciate it, because like I said before, I've had trouble finding a lot of information about some of these people that write these books. Which is why I want to know more, you know. Um, But he says in his own bio that he writes on his own blog. I'm just going to read to you what he says. He says, some of you have wondered, why should I listen to this guy? Well, I'm not the one to ask. But for those fascinated by credentials, here they are. A.B. Magna Cum Laude from Harvard College. M.D. from the University of California. San Diego. School of Medicine. M. M. Phil, what is an M. Phil from Cambridge University? I'm so uneducated right now. I don't know what an M. Phil is. That a master's in philosophy? I have no idea. Maybe a master's in philosophy Maybe. from Cambridge. Uh, I'm also a certified clinical hypnotherapist and NLP master practitioner. Nice. 
I've consulted for Fortune 100 companies as an associate, and I practice behavioral change therapy and coach executives how to be better speakers. I also write for the Huffington Post, which I was like, well, calm down, Bucky. I <laughs> I could write for the Huffington Post. Let's, maybe let's go back to the Harvard credentials. But um, so, yeah, so I I feel like this this kind of, eased my mind a little bit because I thought, well, he actually does have some credentials. But in the first chapter of the book, he he's talking about why he wrote the book. So he initially wrote, and all of his books, by the way, are found on his website with information. But So he wrote The Tao of Dating for Men. Oh, okay. And it was, it, so he talks about how when he wrote it, uh, it took him, he said, three months of intense research to write the book, The Tao of Dating for Men. Because, you know, he decided to write it because a lot of his friends were asking him for advice and constantly coming to him with, with their issues that they were having. And he's like, okay, guys, now you have to pay for it. Come on. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to write it all down, and then I'm going to hand it to you, make it real easy for you, and you're just going <laughs> to give me a check. Um but then when he went to write the one for women, uh, it took him much longer. He said, I think he said something like three years or something to, wow. to do. Yeah. So he put. So the one for man just like flowed out of him. <laughs> right. The one for and women, then, he's like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. He's like, wow. How, where <laughs> do I begin? And I, yes. you know, I. Pre- Let that be a lesson, everyone. Take your time with women. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It takes much longer to figure us out (laughs) than you'd like. Yeah, so I thought that that was awesome because he was really honest about the fact that he initially didn't feel qualified to write a book to tell women how to date because he's not a woman. But then he thought about it and he thought, I've had so much interaction with men on what they're looking for, what they want to find, what they need, and women need to know. Women need to know this information and it, it will help women be better daters, be better women, um, you know. Well, bless this man. That's what I got to say about that. Well, yeah. And I mean, initially I was a little, I was kind of annoyed by some of the stuff that he had to say, because like I said, it sounded kind of very just I don't know, basic and, um, but then after I listened to it again and did some more research, he actually has some really great stuff to say. So one of the things, and one of the, so it says, you know, can you summarize the book? And he says, yes, it's be the light. So what that means is women, we have to get to a point where we realize We don't need anything outside of us to complete us. That it doesn't matter if it's a man, if it's a job, if it's a a title, if it's a, you know, a friendship, anything like we don't need anything outside of us to make us feel whole. And he said that when you start from a place of wholeness, that's when you start to attract your mirror into your life. Because when you're coming from a place of, feeling incomplete, feeling unhappy with yourself, not, you know, not having any self-love practice, 
that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract people in the same kind of grinder. And he's like, you know, women need to be their own light. They need to be women who take responsibility for their lives, take responsibility for their emotions. <laughs> Which, uh oh, I was like, you you want me to take responsibility? No, I was just kind of like, um... <laughs> I'll show you responsibility. <laughs> No, but I mean, if I, if I step back and I take a deep breath (laughs) and I say yes. In through the nose, out through the mouth, not through clenched teeth. That's correct. Yes. I need to be responsible for my own emotions. Yes. So I, I think there's some really good stuff in the book. He gives a lot, there's a lot of information in the book. And it's sometimes hard with audiobooks to kind of keep it all in one place. So he says that the book is a heart-centered, science-based, practical guide to finding fulfillment in your love life. He gives small, easy steps that put the fun back into dating, plus the science and reasoning behind it. I'm down with small, easy steps. I'm down with small, easy steps, and I'm also because... I'm a very logical person. I think I, uh, sometimes I sometimes I lose my You're mind. like standby on that. <laughs> but I think I'm pretty logical. So some of the things that'll happen sometimes with men who I attract because maybe I'm not so in tune with myself. Some of those things that happen, they drive me crazy, and I don't understand. This book kind of forces you to say, "Is that your issue?" <laughs> Or is that, (laughs) you know, like you have to take responsibility for that and say, well, then if this person is making you feel this way, you either have to admit that and move on from that person if you don't like the way somebody's making you feel. Yeah. Or you have to address it and figure out why. Um, You know, and that's kind of hard to do sometimes because you just want to sometimes blame somebody else for how they're making you feel. I think a lot of people do that, and I think that we 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 can get in a pattern of that really easily, and you have to stop and remind yourself, you know, I'm not feeling this way because anything is making me feel this way. I'm feeling this way because I'm allowing myself to feel this way, and that's that's hard to do for women, I think. I think it's hard to do for men, too, but I think men are way better at hiding that and not letting us see that that's what they're doing. Kind of just that silence sometimes it happens. (laughs) So to speak to that prior point, um, when I was in like just a dismal place in my relationship, I actually had a life coach during that time. Okay. And there was one session I was on the phone and I was just hysterical. Mm -hmm. Just like crying and this happened and he did this and I mean I was just letting it just carry me away not like Calgon but just yeah Mm -hmm. and my (laughs) my coach was listening 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 and it got to a break and he said okay so I guess you want to keep feeling this way then and I was like, what, 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 right. what do you mean? I'm not, he's like, of, of course I don't want to feel this way. 
Exactly. And he's like, you're choosing to stay. You're choosing this choice. Mm-hmm. You have many other choices available to you. And it just, like, immediately, like, clouds parted, sun shining. I was like, oh, that's right. I'm yeah. still captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So totally. sometimes you need somebody, too, to be there and kind of call you out on your bowl script. Absolutely. You get caught up in the idea that, oh, I love this person. I'm going to make it work no matter what. Ooh, that's a scary place to be. Because I think you can still love someone, you know, but you need to realize if you're not getting what you need from that person, they're probably not getting what they need from you either. Yeah, probably not. I think not. real love, real caring, real love is when you can say, Hey, if I'm not, if I'm not giving you what you need, I'm going to let you go find it because I care about you and I love you, but I also care about myself and I'm not going to stay in something that is not serving either of us to our higher good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That'll be $300. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, Delia, we need to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. 11 days of eyeball-busting shows, from the beautiful to the bizarre. The 7th Annual San Diego International Fringe Festival launches June 6th through the 16th. This year, the Fringe Frenzy moves exclusively to Balboa Park. Join us in supporting Feeding San Diego and creating community to make a difference together. Ticket info and daily updates at SD Fringe on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hey, Land Your Man listeners, is something holding you back in life? Are you feeling stuck? When you're ready for a breakthrough, reach out to me. I'm Jerry from Quantum Transformation Coaching. I help clients resolve unconscious patterns, heal the past, and create the lives they truly want to live. Mention that you heard this ad on Land Your Man and your first session is free. Find me on the web at quantumtransformation.coach to find out how I can help. That's quantumtransformation.coach. Now go land your man. So some some of the the other exercises. I want to know about these exercises, Carl. I need them to go out and date. Well, okay, we'll talk about it. But I want to get to something that I don't, I'm having trouble with in the book. So there's three archetypes. I'll talk you through it, girl. Okay, hold my hand. Hold my hand. Okay. There's three archetypes of male-female relationships. Okay. According to the author. Macho which is no yin, no heart, and submissive woman, which is lots of yin and no spine. Two, sensitive man, little yang, and independent woman, little ying. Three, good guys, minor in yin, major in yang, and good woman, minor in yang, and major in yin. Basically, to break that down, is the relationship, according to him, the relationships that work best are when the two parties stay in their lane of their genders. So whatever their gender role is, I stay true to my feminine role. The man stays true to his masculine role. Now I have issues with that because I don't, I could be wrong. Okay, I'm single. I do not have a degree in this. But 
I don't think all relationships thrive when I stay in my gender conforming role and he stays in his gender conforming role. I, I, I did have issues with, with that narrative in the book. I, I didn't like it. Hmm. But I guess there's some truth to it. Obviously, you know, a really masculine man is going to enjoy a very feminine woman, I, I suppose. I don't necessarily enjoy a totally masculine man because when you say to me he's a very masculine man, I go to, oh, he's not in touch with his feminine side. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I go to. And now, and that could be wrong. I'm sure there are masculine men out there that are compassionate and sensitive, but, um, oh yeah. I mean, I know quite a few of them. Yeah. No, I'm, of course, of course they are, there are, but I just feel like the way he frames it, it made me a little uncomfortable. I felt like I, there's no room in that for, for alternatives, which there are so many alternatives nowadays. Especially with now. I mean, we define gender on so many spectrums. Well, I think that's it. Like, I think that it's more of a dance than kind of a stay in your lane type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's whatever energy you feel more drawn to. Like, I think in, you know, in anybody, there's masculine and feminine energy. And I think it's more of a sliding scale of where you are, where you operate from the best Mm -hmm. and I think it has more to do with authenticity than anything else right because it's like I know a lot of women that it's like well this is how I'm comfortable expressing my femininity and it's not going to be freaking in high heels and like the outward hallmarks of what we think of as femininity Mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah maybe he did just phrase it not so great yeah, I mean, and it, it didn't leave a lot of room for variation in there, so I didn't like that. Okay, so you wanted to know about the exercises, and I'm trying to go back through here. Yes, I do. Well, I mean, I know, so on his website, there's a bunch, he's got so many blogs and a lot of information, a lot of information. So I would absolutely encourage people to go check out the blogs because I think he he breaks down a lot of stuff that that is in the book in individual blogs, but it's not necessarily framed that way. But from having read the book, I know okay. that those are the things that are in there. So some of the like exercises and stuff is basically meditations on how to love yourself things you need to say, things you need to do to practice self-love before you even think about being with someone else. So you have to figure out how to love yourself. The other thing, and we've talked about this before, the other thing that I think is a great thing that he talks about in the book is that, you know, love takes time. You can't, the idea that you meet someone and boom, you fall head over heels and you know the minute you meet them that they're the person, that that is a fairy tale. That you absolutely do not know sometimes within several months to a year to years 
how a relationship with someone is going to develop and pan out. And that real love, you know, not just like infatuation love, real love, it takes time. So if you really want real love, you have to be able to be patient and, and be able to understand that your love story isn't everyone else's love story. You might not have an experience where you fall in love with a guy on a first date and you just know, and you hear, you know, you hear these stories of people like, we knew the minute we met and we were together ever since. It's like, that's very rare. It's very rare, and women need to stop putting Looking that... for ex- that exclusively. Right. Putting that expectation on every date that you go on, and I, I'm guilty. I mean, I think we're all guilty of like, is this the one? Oh, yeah. God, no. It's probably <laughs> not the one. It's probably not. You know? <laughs> Statistically, it's not the one. Right. You walk in there, and you think... This is definitely not the one. You have way more of a chance of having a good time and enjoying yourself than you walk in there like, this is it. This is the one. I'm going to fall in love tonight. Obviously, that's, you know, he's like, it's just, we're just setting ourselves up for failure, basically. Also, there are exercises in the book for how to be feminine. Oh, girl, hit me with it. Let's do this. Yeah. How to embrace your femininity. Step one, wear a thong. (laughs) Step two. (laughs) Well, I mean. Apply lotion. Yeah. So it's like avoiding masculine expressions, high-fiving a guy. So what's an example of that? High-fiving? What? You're taking away high-fiving? Yep. Oh, no. Like, you're not one of the guys you know, you need to, like, those are the kinds of things that you need to not do. Cussing, yelling. <laughs> I am totally screwed. <laughs> or should I say fucked? You and me both, girl. You and me both. Um, Sometimes, like, the only thing to do is a high five. Like, that's it. Like, that, like, all roads lead. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently not. Well, I mean, according to this, it's like you need to be going back to the whole being feminine thing. Okay. Uh, But, you know, staying in your lane, playing the role. And I mean, I think also talks about like competition, not trying to be overly competitive. That's, you know, that competition is a male trait, which I find hilarious because I'm incredibly competitive. I, Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I want to win. I want my dues. I want cre- my credit. If I do something good, I want, you know, I don't know. so stuff like that. I just, you know, again, it's, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so this is what earlier we were talking offline, off recording, and mm-hmm. I was just talking about being angry and rageful. <laughs> This week, uh-huh. uh, because I, you know what, I think we, as women, don't have a good arena to really say, like, this makes me angry uh-huh. or I feel rage. Like, those aren't emotions we're supposed to connect with. Right. But I, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. 
And in that case, like, I feel like these steps to not being masculine is kind of like just putting us in a box. Totally. It's, That's my problem with it. It's, it's dimming it's, a light. I mean, I wouldn't tell a guy, hey, don't cry at that. Exactly, or, right? You can't find that piece of music beautiful, or you can't comment on the sunset because quit being a, a pussy. And that's, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so it's it's that kind of stuff that you know I have problems with because I feel like it is ludicrous to think that everybody's coming from the same place and that everyone's going to respond the same way, you know. Because and you know, I mean, I'm not delicate Daisy. Okay, I'm not. And a shy retiring violet. I'm not. I'm not a delicate <laughs> daisy. I'm not a shy retiring violet. I yeah. So no, you are not a wallflower for sure. No, I'm not. And I like to think that my personality is something that draws men to me, not repels them. The men that I want to be with anyway. So that, you know, again, back those are some of the things that I don't like. Something that I do like is he talks about not doing things just because status quo says that that's how you should do things. So, okay, I so like what's an that. example. So things where if he texts you, don't text him back right away. If he calls you, don't be available. Make make him work for it. Make him beg you. You know the, those kinds of. Those kinds of games and stuff like that. He definitely does not encourage that behavior. He's like, if you want to be with someone who's constantly unavailable, then go ahead and act like that. But you should be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, if it's it's like be yourself. If if somebody texts you and you want to respond, respond. Don't sit there and second guess it. Don't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to give it this amount of time. It blocks the energy of creating a real connection. You're putting roadblocks in the way. You're putting emotional roadblocks. You're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. In fact, you're doing the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You have to let it flow. And if it's not flowing on one side, then you got a problem. You need to, you need to well, address that. that's an that. indication then. Like, exactly. You know. Exactly. And so I really like that because I thought, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's. I've always been a proponent. Like, if you feel like calling the person, call them. Like, right. there's no, and if they don't reciprocate, then you know even sooner. Like, okay. Right. And he also, so this is something that I, that I appreciated He's a little bit more lax on the waiting on sex role. If you want to be affectionate and you feel comfortable with intimacy, do it. Don't, you know, don't, don't use it as a bargaining chip. And that's at the end of the day, the connection that you forge with someone who you want to be in a romantic relationship with, the connection you forge sexually, unfortunately, is part of the connection that will keep the actual relationship alive and and flowing and full. And if you put limitations on that, and if you don't really want them, you're just putting these arbitrary rules because I read this book that said I shouldn't have sex on, you know. Yeah, I've read a lot of those books now. There's so <laughs> many. There's the, and 
and hey, if that works for you, fine. But you know, he's he's not as he's not as strict about it, which I well, I feel like a lot of these books don't take into account that women like have a sex drive, and right, it's like I I maybe I just want to get laid, right, (laughs) like and that's it. Yeah, I don't I don't want a relationship out of it, or if something happens, great, but you know, it's like. Right, you don't even have to buy me breakfast, okay? Like I just no, I can buy my own breakfast. Yes, <laughs> I know, and it's I know, and it's a shame because I feel like that's part of the problem is that then it kills the the rhythm of getting to know someone outside of the bedroom because it's all about whether you're going to get this thing from this other person, you know, and it should be a back and forth, and it should be. It should flow, basically. So I really like that a lot because that's what I struggle with is all these rules and all these like limitations of how I'm supposed to act and how to, you know, and also don't, he says, you should not willingly let him invest more than you do. He's like, if you want to do something nice, do it. It, You know, if you want to buy him a gift or if you want to, you know, invite him to do something like go on a trip or He's like, don't, don't hold yourself back or don't censor yourself. Just do it. And if, if he pushes back or if he's weird about it, then that's probably not the guy. Because if that's your personality, yeah. if you just want to give and you want to experience things together and you want to, and you want it to kind of just be natural. And if it's not natural, then that's, that's not a great, that's not a good sign. Yeah. So I did like that. Okay, so one of the things that he says is, you know, he talks about how to make a man fall in love with you, which I think is hilarious, because I don't think that that's possible. I don't think you can make anyone even want to spend time with you, much less fall in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my personal opinion. What if I'm wearing a dress made of bacon? Then I think that I could I get a man might. to fall in love with me. All right. Well, fine. I stand corrected. Unless he's a vegan, in which case that would just be my luck. <laughs> <laughs> then you could wear a dress made of sweet potatoes. I don't know. Can you can you eat sweet potatoes if you're vegan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but what he talks about. So one of the things that I did like that he said is that something that is going to sort of make or cause a man to fall in love with you is if that he feels like he's a better person because of you. He's better when he's with you. He, and just better in general. You know, it, it's, it's just the idea that he feels good when he's with you and he wants to do better and... I like that because I feel the same way. I mean, that's when I fall for someone is when I feel like they're, you know, they're showing up for me in a way that other people aren't. And that can be friendship or relationship, whatever. It's this person makes me better, challenges me, supports my highest goals, you know. Yeah. So absolutely. And that's what he says is that that's the high quality way to make a man fall in love with you is that he realizes okay, he's better I like that. because right it, that's good advice i think that's yeah. really good advice 
there's a lot more. The book is pretty beefy. Dense. He also, yeah, he talks about, I, I, I'm not going to go into it because I think, I think I've covered the things that he really focuses on, but as much as I want to because other, <laughs> you know, we do, we should encourage people to read some of these books, but he does talk about where to meet great men. Oh, hit me with it, sister. Does he give you any idea? He's like, here's where to meet quality men. Oh, sorry, I had to wrap up the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this list for our listeners because I think they'll get a lot of value out of places to meet men. And I think that that's something we all struggle with, right? Is where do uh, we go? Yeah. Yes, I'm out there in the world. Where should I put my, the destination in Google Maps to? Yeah, where do you meet them? So he says, there's optimal venues. Those optimal venues are places where there's conversation friendliness, community. So that means conversation friendliness means you're in a place where you can talk and be heard and have a conversation where you're not yelling or struggling, you know. To have a conversation okay community which is where you're in a situation where you might have mutual friends or mutual activity that you both like to do that generates rapport which you can talk about okay continuity just somewhere where you see someone frequently a couple times a week you know the gym uh, different places like that where you know you're going to bump into someone more than once a week and they sort of get used to seeing you. Um, community <laughs> service groups. Well, sorry, I was thinking of my gym and <laughs> no. no <not> the, <laughs> hard I think, pass. A lot of, I think a lot of people would pass on their gym. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that is a place where people meet each yes. other. Yes, oh yeah, sure. definitely. Community service interest groups, church services. Should I just scour all the local church services in Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, just show up. Be like, I have no idea what you people are talking about. Who's single? Continuing Who's single here. Continuing education. Okay. Uh, running or cycling clubs. Long distance transportation. So if you're on a a long oh, plane like ride, a commuter or, train or right. bus or something like that. Okay. Exactly. Retreats. <laughs> I want a retreat. Okay. Um, uh, performing arts venues. So people that are at those places where you're going to be and you're going to see, you're going to meet and find people that share interests with you. And, be, you know, being, okay. being in that field, that's true. You do meet people, but sometimes it's hard if that's what you're in, if you're in the performing arts, it can be hard. You don't always want to meet people that do that because they don't always understand your life. Or, But I think he's talking about general things that are shared interests. Yeah. Here are some not-so-great places to meet men. Now this is what I'm about. Let's do okay. this. Bars and nightclubs. Damn you don't it. like that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't at all. Uh, advertise anything advertises a singles event. <laughs> oh, seriously? Oh boy. Okay. Which I used to work at the San Diego Reader, and we, I would, I would go and um, 
work the singles events because they used to have a reader singles event every week or month or whatever. Okay. And I would go and work these events and I tell you what, it was an education. So people would try to sneak in. You would have to pay a cover to get in and they would be at different places like, you know, at a museum or at a, at a wine bar or at a, you know, whatever. So you'd have to pay um, a fee to get in and people would be on top of each other, you know, trying to figure out, did that guy pay to get in or did he not pay? Did he? Because, <laughs> you know, if some motherfucker didn't pay to get in to the singles event, I'm sorry. Maybe yeah, he's not. It's, it's not an astronomical amount, I'm assuming, like maybe $5 or something like that. Cover charge, um, 510 I feel like our covers were usually around 20 because it would usually include like a glass of wine and then whatever the venue was. Sometimes oh, okay. it would include appetizers or whatever. But it wasn't it wasn't astronomical. It wasn't anything that, you know, I'm sorry. You're paying like, that to go out and drink anyway. Right. And if you can't afford <laughs> so to I, meet perhaps the love of your life. <laughs> yeah. So I can see where that would be an issue and that would kind of suck if. You know, you're you're in a room with just random people. You don't know what's going on. So matchmaking services. And all you want to ask is, did you pay? Oh, matchmaking services. Matchmaking services. Yeah, he's saying no, no on that. Long distance relationships. Oops. (laughs) I had one of those for seven years. It's really hard navigating this minefield of stuff I've done. I feel like there are more places to not meet men than to meet men. Uh, no, that's the end of that list. So, okay. okay. That's a fair list. I, I, I'm down. I'm down for it. Ultimately, I just, I feel like there's a lot of great information. And if, if you really want to kind of dig deeper and approach a relationship from a spiritual aspect, I think this is a great book to, it's kind of like, you know, spiritual dating for dummies kind of thing. It's, you know, it's pretty Well, it also stuff. sounds like there's a lot that focuses on you and what you bring to any interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it's ultimately about, is that you're not going to find anybody, anybody outside of yourself that's going to make you happy. It's not going to happen. So until you make peace with that and you accept that, Hang it up because you're not, you know, if you can't do that, you're not going to find a man who's going to come in and make you happy. And why would he want to? Why would a man want to be responsible for your happiness? That's a doomed mission is what that is. Right? I mean, things can do, uh, people can do things for us that give us happiness. But as far as, you know, an overall, you know, life affirming feeling of happiness that we walk around with no one else can do it for us i agree it's up to us kittens it's up to us it's up to us and i think that it's important to remember that you're not looking for someone to fulfill you you're look you know he talks about how you're looking to be a part of someone's life with someone you have to be your own person. You can't be part of another person until you're whole yourself. So 
I don't know. I, you know, I see relationships that I feel like those two people coming together, they do complete each other in a sense. Mm-hmm. But n- maybe not all women or men are those people. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't be uh, everyone's favorite flavor, no, for sure. No, of course not. Of course not. Well, and the couples that I know that I'm like, wow, they are just... I mean, they're cool people individually, but together they are just dynamite. Like, right? that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like if this person isn't doing that for you, isn't making you feel like the best version of yourself, walk away. Skip on down the road. Well, and the best version of yourself is you. You're the best version of yourself. You don't, you know, you don't need to find that. So, the, and, and I'm not saying that that's easy. That's not, that's a tall order to put on anybody. We've been told our whole lives that we are incomplete until the right man comes along and sort of completes us. But it's time to think about it in a new way. I think it's time for us to change the way we're, we're looking at relationships. If we well, really I think a lot happy. of dating is kind of you being in touch with your own wants and desires and kind of reprogramming what is out there. Right. Oh, it's so much work. I'm so tired. It's still so much more work than I really want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just go loiter on a lanai? I'm over this. I have some caftans I've been wanting to try out. Well, that's probably not know. a great energy to bring out into. It's, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you now, it's not. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. Although I'll say, like, I am willing to do the work if it's somebody that I really care about and that I really, you know, I want them to fulfill me in a way that I'm not being fulfilled. But knowing that I can do it myself is empowering and that it doesn't put all the pressure on someone else. So I think, I mean, I think that's the general overall breakdown of the book. Do you have any questions about any of that? Not really. No. There are some exercises that I think I'm going to give a whirly do to. Yeah, I think, you know, going, having gone back and kind of listening to the, some of the stuff I really do want to work on loving myself more and liking myself more. I know, but I I already feel like I do. I already feel like I do love myself and I know what I bring and what I offer, but but I do think that there's always there's always work to be done in that area. So Oh yeah. There's always another level. Always, girl. Always. So tell us about your book next week. What are you going to, what are we going to share? Next week's book is entitled Why Men Love Bitches by, oh yeah, (laughs) by Sherry Argove. Okay. And she has a pretty extensive resume as well that I won't get into here, but I will, fair warning, give you a little snippet and that is that. She's kind of using bitches as more tongue-in-cheek. I mean, she's not like... Well, that's no fun. Yeah. So 
she kind of goes over what her definition of a bitch is. Okay. So okay. it's not what I was initially anticipating, <laughs> I guess. Got it. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I'm interested to, um, to hear all about it. It's a great title. It is. I now am sincerely curious as to why men love bitches. Well, that's good. We can talk about that next time. We will find out next week on Land Your Man. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback, any comments on anything that we shared today, please email us at landyourman at gmail.com. And as always, thank you, Delia Knight. Thank you, Carla Nell. Have a good week, lady. Thank you. Be the light, Carla. Be the light. Be the light. Namaste. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carla Nell and Delia Knight. <laughs>